myself. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Everything we see is a false reality. It's like Big Brother, The Matrix, whatever you want to call it. This is Special Effects here on the Public Pulse News Network. My name is Amin TMK. I'm your producer, and uh, I am joined by the same people that you hear every week, and I hope that you love them as much as I do. It's a Little Tanky That Could and Keita the Muscle. What's up? Yo, yo, yo. Tankies. <laughs> um, we, you know, this is so we got a kind of a new format, right? So we're gonna give you some politics <clears throat> every month, and then we're gonna give you some media, whether it be Public Pulse Vibes, which is our music podcast, and uh, this one, Special Effects, which is our movies, media, TV, so on and so forth. And uh, we we got to do a list that we've been always wanting to do for the longest time. Uh, I, I think everybody has a list like this. We wanted to talk about our top five worst comic book movies. Fine. I'll do it myself. And of course, who do I have with me? Uh, but two of the um, the most, I don't know how to say this. I don't want to sound elitist, but they're very cool. The badass people. motherfuckers. <laughs> badass motherfuckers. Like scary cool. Scary cool. Yeah. We watch yeah. a lot of media. So I am excited to hear about their lists. Um, can we talk a little bit about, first of all, your thoughts on this and... What was kind of your criteria? What was your thought process going through your top five worst comic book movies of all time? Well, I want to say one thing is, uh, look, <clears throat> we have to do an early caveat. And that's, you know, we're not going before like 1990. You know what I'm saying? I mean, all that shit sucked. And it, you know what I'm saying? Like like the Supermans. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, actually, though, I like <gasps> those. those. Are good. I have a soft touch for those. Yeah, but, but like one of them is good. Okay, but the rest of them nah, are like maybe two good. Bad. Okay, two of them are good, two and definitely like two of them or... are terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm saying if you go and look at Spider Man in 1980, bro, it's going to be the worst, bro. Right, because it looks like a B movie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, I so, think you know, Superman. Superman may be the only movie in the 80s that was a comic book movie that fucking didn't. Suck. It's still better than the ones I got. Are haters. What, what else from the 80s? Uh, how about this? None of us have put any movies from the 80s in here. Okay, yeah. Okay, so, I, just, so I just realized that checking my list again. I was like, oh, no, I don't. <laughs> so so anyway, uh, thoughts, uh, uh, muscle? Oh, or... yeah, yeah. I mean, I watch a lot of media, but at the same time, there's just some movies that I know I'm not going to watch. So my list definitely comprises movies that I watched and that were terrible. But there's like a long list of Movies that are comic book movies or movies based on mangas that are just fucking awful. And sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to approach you because I know you're going to suck. So uh, a little bit about my own process. I was thinking a lot about how I wanted to go in and dive into this. And, um, you know, I was like, well, what has the most propaganda? You know, what is just such sort of like a really bad movie? What's the worst uh, sort of... Uh, like, what's the worst representation of the source material? But at the end of the day, like, I think I watch TV, I watch movies with my emotions. You know, everything else I have to, like, live in this capitalist world, I have to be, like, logical. But movies is kind of one of those things where I get to say I like it because vibes. I just like it. <laughs> so I wanted to go with the movies that made me the saddest. Like, when I left the theater, I was sad. And you know me, you know me. I usually enjoy the movie at the theater. You know, remember I, I came out like, you guys didn't like Justice League? No, that's, true. I, that's true. And then a I real, watched it. A real quote this motherfucker said, y'all. You see, y'all, it's no cap. If y'all don't like this, I just don't know what you want to see in a superhero movie. <laughs> I mean, we have dollar. 
Like with dead ass <laughs> earnestness, man. It's like it's because I again I watch with my emotions. Look at some emotion. With I was watching Justice League with my friends. I probably had an edible before I walked in there. <laughs> yeah. So I was feeling real good. Yeah, you got a sugar high, man. You didn't just drunk 60 ounces of fucking frozen nachos Coke. and fucking you know uh, snow caps. Fucking Google, what goobers and shit, man. All that sugar. Right. I was just happy sitting next to my I friends get it, watching man. a movie. You know, I'm intoxicated. <laughs> I try so to turn fun. it down, but no, I don't. But none of these movies I felt that way about. Like, none of these movies that is on my list did I, at any moment, leave the theater going, you know what? That was all right. These are all so so. It's just an emotional response for me. What what was your process, Tanky? I mean, for me, man, I, I it, like some shit. I know I hate. Right? I fucking hate Sansa. So like, I knew it's Sansa bad. Stark. Sansa, Sansa Stark. Stark. Sansa, come here, little dog. <laughs> as much as I hate Winterfell. her, you know what I'm saying. So like, I know I knew there was no way I could ever watch Dark Phoenix, even though the Phoenix Saga is maybe my favorite fucking comic book saga. They've killed it. Yeah, Fox has killed you know the saying? Phoenix Saga forever. So like, some of the shit, man, it's like, all right, look. He's going to get his little nigga tried. You know, like how sometimes, yeah. And so you watching the shit and it's like, it becomes almost immediately apparent. Like, I've fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but at that moment, you realize. <laughs> but a nigga broke, though. A nigga, it broke and a dollar is hard. So if a fucking dollar was spent... Believe a nigga gonna watch this shit to the end, and I'm gonna hate more. It compounds it and cements it. You know, I, I ask this to kids all the time when I'm teaching workshops, right? It's like, think about this. Your influences are not just what you love, but also what you fucking hate. Because it influences you to never do that shit. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. Uh, Keita, a little on your process, if, if you don't mind. Yeah, I mean, my process was definitely, I think I kind of approach films a little differently. So, so of course, for me, it's disappointing narrative. Um, and especially since these are based on com- like existing properties um, or existing creative uh, endeavors. It was a little bit of how true to you were to the source material. And I'm not saying like play by play, dialogue by dialogue. I don't believe that, right? The things that get translated to the widescreen, theater, film, plays, like that has to be transformative. You have to understand the media, that medium that you're shifting this story to. And and for me, in many cases, I'm like, you either didn't understand what the story was um, or in many cases, it's kind of like, oh, man, you also just wanted to be racist. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not racist, so don't get it twisted. That's really what you wanted to do in this film, um, which is honestly a problem with a lot of American media that tries to remake anything, even when it comes from itself. Mm. <laughs> right. Are right, you ready to get this list started or Let's any final go. Okay, I will start. Number five, my number five worst comic book movie of all time Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014 directed by the uh, incredibly talented Michael Bay and I just want to talk a little bit about this because Transformers (laughs) (laughs) the movie that literally reuses footage from its previous movies Transformers yeah Michael Bay yeah (laughs) Um, so um, I just really quickly uh, if you comic books I feel like this is a comic book. It is a comic book. It started as a comic book. Yeah. 
Uh, and I think throughout the 90s and the, and the 2000s, um, you had a little bit of a research. OK, so the 90s is when you popped. All right. And then and there was a little bit of a resurgence in the 2000s, 2010s on Nickelodeon. There was a cartoon movie that that wasn't too bad, you know. And then, of course, Michael Bay was like, I'll take the Ninja Turtles project. So you have these like seven foot nine hideous monstrosities running around New York City with terrible dialogue. There's literally a part in the movie were the antagonist, the villain, who wasn't Shredder for some reason. They had to... So what happened in the movie is they literally had a random white dude as the villain, and then, like, the fan base caught, caught uh, like, wind of it, and then they went back and reshot it with uh, the, uh, the sh- a Shredder character. So it's a completely shoehorned part of the plot that's in there. Uh, but there's one part of the movie where the prote- the antagonist is like... I'm going to take every drop of blood from your body, even if it kills you. We will drain every last ounce of their blood to get it, even if it kills them. Like, yeah, I think you're going to die. <laughs> um, you know, this movie, again, the, the turtles are not even fighting. They're literally dodging bullets and shit. They're like these huge monstrosities. It destroyed uh, what was left of my Ninja Turtles love. It was a huge part of my childhood. So, number five, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014. Any thoughts? Man, look, if it wasn't a cartoon in the 90s, I'm really kind of off it, man. I, I never really liked none of them, man. I, I loved the cartoon. I did, but the movies were always a little bit weird to me. It's a tough thing to film, for sure. All right, you got your next top five? A lot of you motherfuckers didn't see this shit. And I'm not mad. I, I'm jealous of you. I'm deeply jealous of you. Look at some emotion. Just gonna go ahead and get into it. Glass. M. Night Sham your ass. Look, bro. This fucking movie is what happens when all of these little dickhead directors sit in a room and they're like, the fucking comic book genre is bullshit. I can can make any movie into a comic book movie. Uh, Look, they won't even know. It's like, then he shoehorned all these fucking shits that they really, really have shit to do with each other. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it was... James McAvoy in there for a fucking paycheck. I think it's time we start talking about this motherfucker too, man. <laughs> James McAvoy. I'm so tired of niggas acting like he really got skills, bro. Some shit. He's some fucking shit, bro. And he's, I've never seen him in a movie and been like, whoa, he killed it. Bruce Willis in there like, look, man, I ain't got really a whole lot of opportunities no man, more. Bruce Willis hasn't been able to act in like 15 years, bro. I needed this guy and get this check, every, man. Bro, he has been collecting checks. No. He ain't got no more Seagram's Golden Wine Cooler money and shit. How does M. Night Shyamalan keep getting jobs? Man, man. affirmative. He is a textbook definition of, like, a diversity hire. Oh, You know what I'm saying? He take away the job from, like, an Ava DuVernay and shit. (laughs) And then, like, racist motherfuckers like uh, Steve Mnuchin can be like, I gave money to a minority. (laughs) Definitely not racist, so don't get it twisted. I just think he appeals to the American sense of storytelling, which is really straightforward you think you're getting one thing and it's a really easy predictable twist but you feel like surprise it's like playing peekaboo with a baby wow <laughs> it's your face yeah like yay you know i don't want to ignore people's excitement of that <laughs> shit is horrible man shit is fucking horrible all right what you got what you got muscle oh um yeah see they're ranking theirs mine i just equally dislike <laughs> so we're gonna go in this order anyway but my first pick is going to be uh you know the classic white man fantasy a 300 mm. Thermopolis. Yeah. I remember watching this movie with some friends. This is when I lived in the suburbs. It's like all my friends were schmegglers at this point. And uh, they were like, oh, my God, it was an epic, incredible. And I'm like, "Uh, 
sometimes you know how you like we live in this world like we're like leftists and shit and we, sometimes i like look at the world and i'm like is anyone seeing this shit is it just me seeing this shit literally that's what i how i felt in the theater like is it just me yeah, this shit was something. terrible uh, and, and mind you the source material is just as bad incredibly racist um, yeah incredibly racist and i'm definitely not racist so don't get it twisted and just as bad so and it's just like wow i i don't even remember why i watched this movie because everyone was hype on that oh, shit yeah, trying to make were, like it was the were. next gladiator which that's a whole nother conversation Ugh. but like frank miller is a fucking racist and he's been a racist for a long fucking time he's a psychopathic fucking white guy that tries to make excuses for this kind of fucking behavior and normalize it it's also important to put it in the fucking historical context right this shit is coming out right about the time the iraq war pop off motherfuckers trying to get that whole let's go to war with iran shit which is like their fucking favorite song in america there must be war But then, like, so then you get this whole, all it takes is 300 brave white men and we can kill a million Persians. Yeah, and by misunderstanding the source material, as Tanky says, the historical record that it's supposed to be based on. And Frank Miller loves his hyper-stylized, dark, grim fantasies where it's like, yeah, but this was historically accurate to Sparta. And it's kind of like, what? What? In what world? There's a few things about this movie that is just too disturbing for me. Like, another reason, like, I just don't want to watch it. Remember how you guys are always interested in showing, like, cursed images? Right. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> it's a no. I have very sensitive, like, I'm very sensitive to those things. And this movie triggered the shit out of me. First of all, they're fucking throwing babies off the cliff. That is the first. Hey, this is the what? pinnacle of civilization, okay? You need to understand only a strong, able-bodied baby I'm should gonna survive. I'm not going to hear about Muslims out here. Like, yeah, too strict, wearing hijabs. You're throwing babies off the fucking side of a cliff. Yeah, let me just ask, too, right? If they're trying to be like, well, Americans like historical epic. Well, when the fuck am I going to get the movie of Kenny? The Roman Empire getting their shit pushed the fuck in by a bunch of North Africans. I, you know, just we like that kind of shit, right? If you like Thermopylae, you'll love Kenny. And number two, the beast. There's like hints of bestiality in this movie. That's disgusting. I, I don't want to see that. And like, and there were goats and shit and fuck. I'm not into that. Okay. <laughs> and then the third thing is like ab porn. You know what I'm saying? Like th- this was this big thing, like this ab porn. Like the, the you know what I like when I go in the battle. I like to have my bare fucking chest. Yeah, bare chest. What? And it's and it really is like to this like ridiculous body image. They literally had. They literally didn't even spend time. Acting. They literally spent time working on their abs, like literally for six months. <laughs> like he's about to join a you, UFC. Or no, no, no. And, they and couldn't like working on their abs. That's just dehydration. And y'all. not only that, you couldn't do the UFC. You know why? Because you have to go in the USADA testing pool. Oh, okay. It goes and it just goes to this negative body image that is completely unattainable. You cannot have abs like that and like muscle set unless you're dehydrating your body, and you know. Or you are literally training year-round as an athlete. You know what I'm saying? So anyway. What you got here, number four? Number four. Remember I was saying, like, you just leave the movie disappointed? Mm. X-Men The Last Stand. There was, like, this YouTube, ridiculous YouTube video in the uh, 2000s, like, when YouTube first started, and it was The Juggernaut. And the X-Men I'm uh, the anime. juggernaut, bitch. The juggernaut, bitch. Yeah, it's the juggernaut, bitch. And it was hilarious to 20-year-old me, 20-year-old high as shit me. She's on weed. Laughing with my girlfriend at the time. But, like, they literally took that meme and put it in the movie, like, 12 years later. Henry Cejudo, man. Cringe as fuck, It was bro. so cringe. So, literally, 
the ju- first of all, if you know anything about mm, X Men, Juggernaut is not a mutant, right? He's not a mutant. No, he has uh, the the gem of Sidorak, and that is like a part of a. It's like a small piece of like a larger godlike divinity, being, yeah, the divine being. So there's this part where one of the um, characters in the uh, one of the mutants in the movie, their ability is to turn off people's mutant powers. So there's a scene where the juggernaut is like, you know, of course, he has momentum. Right. So he's running, can't be stopped. And then the person who has the mutant stopping power is like, no. And then the juggernaut just falls down as he's saying, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Yeah, the juggernaut, bitch. And that's ridiculous the because literal he's fucking, not a mutant. The literal Hulk could not do this. Yeah, it's a ridiculous movie. It's really, um, I think also that's some Dark Phoenix in there, right? I, I, I don't remember I exactly mean, what. Try, yes, yes, that's X, X-Men. It's, this is a classic example of not understanding the fucking source material. And this is also the problem like that we talk about when authors try to get too cute about being like, no, this is a metaphor for racism and ableism and homophobia. And this is just, you know, and then it's like, oh, well, the audience should have known that. And it's kind of like because this movie tried to jam in so much, but also completely missing that the core story is about oppression. And what does it take to kind of overcome? that either to like live in existence with it to like revolutionize what we're doing and as tmk said it's so many fucking characters but that's because they wanted that name recognition which is what i feel like is happening to marvel movies anyway where they're like well people will recognize this character's name it'll be like a nice cameo except it's not a cameo when you have 50 characters yeah i mean and that brings me right into mind i think it's so ironic that you're also on four with this one for me it's x-men apocalypse <laughs> with the uh we uh, we had a joke the five foot nine the five oh, foot hey but uh, hey if motherfucking hugh jackman can be five right? foot two wolverine on. exactly you know what i'm saying i like oscar isaac this shit is ridiculous man i forget that that's isaac that's just deeply <sighs> yeah hurtful. i'm glad the makeup hit his what face so that it didn't fuck? hurt his career that he had to be in what? this movie you know how many things I've been waiting on for this. First off, all right, so let me just go ahead and say it. You know, look, I'm happy that the Avengers shit is done relatively well, but I ain't grew up reading the Avengers. That was never my shit. I was always an X-Men kid. Did you grow up in the 60s? Right? <laughs> like, nigga, I wasn't reading the Fantastic Four neither, okay? Yeah. Like, I was an X-Men kid, and, like, I wanted to see Apocalypse. I'd all, I mean, Apocalypse, I wanted to see Apocalypse more than I wanted to see Thanos Facts. in a fucking movie. Apocalypse had the best run, I think, in the cartoon, the original cartoon. The Age of it. Apocalypse is fucking but wicked, also that man. comic is stunning. I remember being in high school, my friend pulling out, like, her dad's comic book collection, and she and I would just sit there and just, like, pass comic books reading. We got to Age of Apocalypse, and there we are being like, dude, dude. I mean, all of it coming about, right, from misunderstandings and people trying to do their best. The comment commentary is incredible, right? The Age of Apocalypse comes about because Legion is like, fuck it. I figure what's been wrong all this time, motherfucking Magneto. My dad ain't never going to kill this motherfucker, so I'm going to do the right thing. And then fucking in the process of trying to kill Magneto, you end up killing motherfucking Xavier. And now all of the motherfucking X-Men have to band behind fucking the man you hated the most, Magneto, because Apocalypse has taken over and this band of brotherhood is now the only hope that Earth has. I mean, what a potential for a fucking story. And it, it goes back to this thing, too, because Storm is there's a storm in there mm-hmm. and it's like 
how many times are you going to try to get characters who do not have an East African accent, a Kenyan accent, to play you these can't characters? Do it. It's di- it's disrespectful. Look, they missed a brass opportunity ever, right? And some of that is just coming too early because in my life, I will always imagine what it would have been like if Iman could have played Storm. Like, that would have, she, she's statuesque. That's West. been my dream casting for forever. It's the first time we ever got Psylocke in a movie. I, I had mm. loved Psylocke forever. Always wanted to see her in a film. But then all of these characters are nerfed. And, and I like yes. Magneto, right? But at the end of the day, like, we kind of have to acknowledge that he's very much... And yes, he is a very powerful mutant, but why do you always have to diminish the other characters in order to get Xavier and Magneto to be powerful? Like, the story also moves past Well, see, them. it doesn't really matter, because at the end of the film, we'll do what we do to tie up every X-Men movie, and uh, Sansa will go Rage Queen, and uh, the movie will be over. I mean, since we're on this route, clearly Dark Phoenix is on my fucking list. I'm the only one who watched it, and I regret it. I couldn't it. do it, man. Okay, I regret It's the first comic I... book movie I think I was like, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I was like, I'm just, I can't go here now. Yeah, and so, I mean, they to- clearly told me they weren't going to watch it, and I'm the kind of, I really do watch a lot of media. So I put that shit on, like, 1.5 speed and was like, I'm going to get through this. This will be fine. It can't be that, that bad. I've watched really bad movies. And it is that bad, okay? Because, <laughs> like, like, from beginning to end, it's not, there's no understanding of characters. You could tell all the actors were like, this is just a check. Phoned it completely in. They didn't even feel the script. And then, of course, the... Just it felt like a remake of the original Dark Phoenix. If, if we're talking about a bad way, what the worst series of movies is fucking Fantastic Four. But if we're talking about what is the most disappointing, it's got to be X Men. Like I remember, you're talking about shit that don't age well. When you're talking about with the, t- the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, man, I remember how excited I was to go and see the original X Men in the movies. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn, they got Ian McKellen. You know what I'm saying? They got Sir fucking Patrick Stewart. This shit gonna be fucking bananas. And Patrick Stewart was really fucking good. And Ian McKellen was really fucking good. And everyone else fucking sucked. Fucking Halle Berry exists to fuck up comic book movies. Okay, but in Dark Phoenix, everybody. So what happened? I don't even know what happens in Dark Phoenix. You know what? I watched it, and I don't know what happens except a lot mm. of ableism, and it was very much like, oh no, this female character goes dark, isn't it scary? And it's horrifying because a woman. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a fucking white woman, but it's like a white woman is like pissed off. Okay. And then does a whole bunch of fucked up shit, but you're supposed to like forgive her at the end of the narrative. And of course, Xavier is like literally watching her do all of this stuff and is trying to appeal to her humanity, which uh, like, oh my God, because this is always a trope in American media too, right? Where the white person must be forgiven. We must always, even if it risks our lives, WandaVision. we must always find space for the goodness within that white person um which is exactly what the entire movie is about but it's like her becoming unreasonably more powerful outside of what she can do it's it was just trash because it didn't make sense within the narrative and And then you could tell they just wanted to do cool cgi yeah and and they're stealing a fantastic four story like the x-men are in space and then they get some gamma ray shit weird fucking cosmic ray shit now the phoenix like that's not how the fucking phoenix works at all didn't the phoenix get the power in apocalypse 
Right? She already had it, yeah. She yeah, already had it. They're implying that she had it, and she's like the next evolution of um, the next evolution of mutation, which is fulfilling what this <laughs> X Men apocalypse wanted to do anyway. Um, but it's it's also like. It's that thing where she's too powerful. She ended up killing her parents. And then really people were just there to watch uh, Quicksilver make his cameo in the movie. Um, And Eric. And of course, what is it too? That Eric is too revolutionary. And so you have to show him that his revolutionary stance is not uh, is not right. Everything we see is a false reality. And then you do it by making Dark Phoenix the big villain. Like, this is what happens if mutants have too many rights. Eric, are you going to back down from your stance that mutants should rule? Quicksilver. Um, <laughs> Don't you mean dick joke? Oh, wow. Yeah. Ralph Boner? Mm. Wow. Uh, next on my list, my number three worst comic book movie of all time would be Wonder Woman 1984. I'll never love again. Uh, Holy it's probably fuck. the most... Uh, the most propaganda-filled movie I've ever seen. Of course, uh, the first thing I got to talk about, Gal Gadot, the IDF. She's in there saving, quote-unquote, I don't know if they're Palestinian children, Arab children. She's in there like, you see, the Arabs are killing the kids. It's not the IDF. It's the it's the Arab people want to, they want to put up a wall. I'll never love again. Literally one of the, the, the uh, I got it, the villains, I guess, uh, literally is like, I wish to put up a wall against my enemies. And it's like Gal Gadot against IDF. You know, yeah. same thing. Mm. Um, Pedro Pascal was so good in that movie, and I feel bad no, that he had he to be wasn't. in that garbage. I liked him. I liked the way he acted. I liked the glimpse of his story that we got. But what we got were massive consent issues. <laughs> That's what yeah, we talk got. About it. Talk about it. Man, white, white feminism should have went wild on that shit, right? Oh God, she's yeah. pining for this fucking white dude for like decades are you fucking kidding me why wonder woman is not tied to this fucking dude okay and then on top of it he hijacks somebody's body for her wish yeah it's absolutely someone else's body i don't care what the movie did the movie tried to be cute by saying like well it's chris you guys will think it's chris pine but at the back of my head i could never eliminate the fact that when he looks in a mirror he sees someone else's face which means he's in a different body and they fuck yo when i play drag i play a lot of dragon age and we call those people abominations. Shit, even even that's what we're getting Frank Herbert with Doom, man. This motherfucker's spirit is in this other motherfucker's body, man. You're an abomination, bro. Am I supposed to? First of all, you said pining for, and I just want to say fine. that I don't. I want to <laughs> make a lot sure of, yeah. we acknowledge that. Again, I think it's just interesting because where is the world where you live, where you're one of the most attractive? Uh, privileged, wealthy human beings in the world. She working for the Smithsonian, right? She working for the <laughs> <Yeah>. Smithsonian. <laughs> She's you hung up over somebody that you fucked around with for like a few months, sixty years, seventy ago. plus years ago. Yeah. This, 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 disrespectful. World War fucking one, man. And also, it goes back to this point. Remember, we were watching pitch meeting, and they were talking about. Uh, Hawkeye. He's a Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were basically saying like, oh, yeah, this character died. But does it matter? Because maybe it's an alternate reality or maybe who knows why they die. And that means there's no stakes at all, like in any of our films for any reason. And it's like it lowers the impact of any single dramatic thing that happens in this ever expanding universe of ours. Uh, like, what are the stakes if everything can be so easily retconned? Uh, and it's like, this is the thing with the stakes thing for me. Like Chris Pine, who's a, a great actor. I like him. I like a lot, him a lot of stuff. I think he did a great job as um, Captain Kirk. Uh, 
uh, what's his name? Well, yeah, he did a good job as Captain Kirk, but what's the, the character here? Trevor? Oh, Trevor. Yeah, Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor. He's, he plays a great Steve Trevor. Mm-hmm. And like, it, just because a character has a good role in a movie doesn't mean you have to keep bringing him back. And again, it destroys stakes. I'm a, an adult. I have to watch movies where there is consequences and deaths. We talk about this with Mortal Kombat all the time. If you're a super-powered being fighting other super-powered beings, you're going to die sometimes in a fight, and you're not going to come a, back. I have a very important question. This is real. Maybe this is just a hole in my fucking DC knowledge because I don't read that bullshit. <laughs> Stop it. Is Hater. Does Diana Prince, does she, I mean... Does she not age? I mean, this is some Vandal Savage shit. Seventy fucking years has went by. She ain't aged at all. Is she's, that for real? She's yeah. yeah girl, come she's on divine. now. Come there's, on. There's then fucking why? aliens. You can't believe that she could just be immortal. Like she don't even wrinkle. I mean, no. look, she's bullshit. timeless. Then she need to go and find Vandal Savage because oh only two God. motherfuckers that never look, seem to die. She'll get there. She's got fucking she's gods to fight. Power, she's immortal. Okay. I mean, he been alive for a couple. Okay, you just talked about world-ending issues, okay? Stopping, like, Medusa, stopping, like, yes. you know, She's the She's a con. divine type yeah, of come being. On. You're they like, hey, for millennia. I need you to be the neighborhood mm. Wonder Woman, okay? That's not going to happen. Mm. Um, but also misunderstanding, because I was like, um, having Minerva in that movie, we could have gotten really good dynamics, but Hollywood doesn't know how to focus on, like, singular characters without introducing at least one white man that... I guess their primary what? audience needs to what, attach to. What was to? the problem with Minerva? What was going on in her life? She had a tough life working at the Smithsonian she wore Museum. She wore glasses. Oh, so that means she wasn't you know, hot. A white woman wasn't considered beautiful by those white male standards at the time. And so, so then she has the to become world. a villain. And it's so funny because we just watched uh, Spider-Man 3. Spoilers for Spider-Man 3 You right can't here. spoil Boom. rotten milk. You cannot spoil rotten milk. <laughs> okay, basically what Spider-Man 3 is, spoiler for Spider-Man 3, uh, it's he made a bad wish and he, oh no, he made a bad wish. You know, be careful what you wish for. It's a fucking monkey paw movie. I mean, God, <laughs> like you stole it from Wonder Woman 1984, one of the worst movies. Clearly it's on me and Tanky's list. I'll never love again. Yet Spider-Man still stole the trope of, oh no, monkey paw wish gone wrong. I am an adult. <laughs> I've been reading comics since, like you said, I'm reading X-Men comics at seven, man. I mean, like, this is a huge part of my life. I remember in the series, X-Men series, when Morph dies in the first episode, I walked outside because this is, I don't know, I had a very particular youth social sort of, uh, everyone in the neighborhood knew you watched Saturday morning cartoons until about 12, and then you went outside and we discussed media, Everyone lost their shit when we saw the first episode of X-Men. Why? Because there's stakes. There's consequences. I'm an adult. There's stakes and consequences in my life. People I know die. And they're not fighting superhuman beings. They just live in capitalism. So when you have a series and you're afraid to, like, kill off any of these characters or they don't have consequences, they're not altered, they're not changed, what am I watching? You know, how am I emotionally connecting to any of this? And these films are just... Watching Cotton Candy, man. Well, I think, like, that's the problem is we're not getting that in-depth storyline. And I don't believe... Because I think the faulty assumption, too, is that, you know, Marvel and DC are trying to market to what they feel their primary audience is, which is anywhere from, like, five to, you know, in your 
50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 100s, right? Um, but that the assumption is, is you kind of have to do lowest common denominator. So if it's four kids, then there's a very specific storyline you have to tell, which I don't believe in the least. Like, I don't feel like you have to simplify character arcs and narratives for yeah. kids to be compelled by that media and to reach adults as well. Let's acknowledge another thing that's stifling all of this is the fucking, it's the hyper-Christian, puritanical... Family value understanding. Let me ask you a question. Why did they take Robotech off the air? Because Roy Hunt, uh, Roy Foker got killed. You know, and he was the blonde, all-American fucking hotshot pilot who got killed in the line of fucking duty, which is what happens with fighter pilots. Most of the time you win, but one day you fucking lose. And white puritanical Christian moms were like, this is some bullshit. We cannot have a fucking show on where good guys die. But good guys fucking die, yo. Any more thoughts? Uh, oh, yeah, a muscle oh, is yeah. on you. I mean, my next pick, may as well keep it in the DC field, is Joker. Um, I think this movie got, like, a lot of accolades. And I don't... For me, personally, I love... A full range of stories. I'm the person who watches horror movie. I read horror books, novels, short stories that I've absolutely read, like fic that really takes Joker to the grim, dark place that he, I feel like he actually occupies. And this movie was garbage in that it it really wanted us to empathize with the Joker, which is a problem that you get in media when it's like, hey, this is going to be our protagonist. The audience is going to walk through this person's eyes. And I think it, it makes it even more trash for me personally, because like we're in a place with media where I don't want to forgive white people, much less like white men. Um, we've forgiven them enough. Either you got to get them the help that they need, but also like it's so fucking vapid where they're like, well, Joker's the way that he is because he was misunderstood and he has mental health issues. So he kills Ozzy Beats so and her kid? So he kills Ozzy Beats and her kid. But I'm like, this is not about mental health. This movie is not about that. It's, it's trying white to fantasy. lie to us and say it's about this. But it's really about like this fucking white people in media in and Hollywood fucking fantasy. living out their fantasies. It's the Joe Rogan of movies. It's like if incels could coalesce into one single entity. You know how like in the Marvel Universe, there's um, like physical manifestations of kind of like ethereal, existential things. It damages, you know what I'm saying, perspectives of uh, of mentally ill people. Because most people with mental illness are very passive and do not create, do not commit crimes, right? But now you're thinking every psychopath kills people and that shit is not okay. But also, it's also normalized. Yeah, and I think the movie, the reason I put it on my list too is because the movie is technically proficient, right? It's shot really well. The actors are really good. And just the the core kind of theme and what I felt like I was supposed to take away from the movie, I reject and I'm like, no, this, this movie is fucking terrible i see a lot of still see a lot of joker memes in the leftist right. community like well, not not even like just a like in the quote-unquote leftist community because again right they have to appeal to areas and demographics of whiteness right and so like if you're not talking about the incel demographic here you're talking about the crust punk anarchist kind of fucking white demographic he's anti-capital okay he talked to bruce wayne's dad <laughs> yeah but he still fucking sucks 
You're my dad. As a person, he sucks. Like, if you're trying to tell me that this character um, is supposed to be, like, the uphold and and understand and empathize and, like, try to find his redemption arc or whatever, it's like, no, he fails. (laughs) As a character, he fails at that. Well, uh, look, I'm going to move on to my next pick because I think it's just trying to keep it in the world of where we at right now, and that is motherfucking The Suicide Squad. Okay, that's a sequel, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's the sequel, <laughs> right? Because that, right, amazing naming conventions, right? Suicide Squad, number one. The Suicide Squad, number two. You know, if I've learned anything at all from the silly ordeal, it's that I am a freaking genius. How fucking hard you gotta work? Okay, I mean, like, to go in on motherfucking, on motherfucking Fast and the Furious. You know how hard you gotta work to make Idris Elba look regular yeah. in a film? And mm. they did it. They I mean, the, did it. How the, beautiful, man. The propaganda of, like, the villains they're fighting is a, a dictatorship off the coast of South America. Mm. This is what I have to sit through. Racist. (laughs) Remember, we always, you always talk about this now. Steve Mnuchin, he he was co-produced or produced, executive produced over like 60 movies. And most of them are these huge blockbusters. You cannot, I cannot watch a movie. It's pure propaganda at this point. As a left, I cannot watch a movie as a socialist and see a country off the coast of South America being portrayed as a violent dictator, a wealthy, violent dictatorship. W.B. W.B. Du Bois, you have to do the intellectual. My little little pinky finger is up, except that it's brown. Uh, W.B. Du Bois talks about the dual consciousness that one must employ to utilize entertainment in the West, but here's the fucking social contract. If I'm having to do this double read to not even think about how incredibly racist this shit is the whole time, you owe me a fucking good film. You do, but also how, like, the superhero narrative has been hijacked into American vigilanteism, where it's like, well, this is the only way America can protect the world is by taking, I mean, Suicide Squad is about criminals. They have murdered people without any remorse. (laughs) That you send them in as black ops to uh, destabilize other countries. That's the movie I'm supposed to be watching here, (laughs) which sucks because I really loved all of the moments between Ratcatcher and King Shark, but the rest of the container of the film is like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) And it has that, what's that fucking guy that everyone talks about? The wrestler? No, it's the yeah. First of all, Peacemaker. <laughs> fuck that dude. I can't see that Yo. shit, man. Look, this uh-huh. is his lane, and uh-huh. he's leaning all the way the fuck into it. Yo, you know the thing about John Cena, where I first was like, "Fuck no," this motherfucker got rap songs, bruh. No, yeah. oh fucking god, this dude got dead ass rap. That songs. That was his first gimmick. That's his first oh, gimmick. He was the rapping white. He, he was the rapping white. Rap. That was his dead ass. Was patiently waiting, his first wait, before wrestling? No, no, that was his that was wrestling his, gimmick. Oh, his wrestling. Man, I don't remember fans. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> it's a fact. You think these, and they just boost these white dudes and keep boosting them and keep boosting them until you just accept that. You just accept that this person got to be in a movie. And, you know, I mean, look, I think the thing about it is, uh, you know, I, I do like... Um, uh, who plays Harley Quinn again? I mean, I like Robbie Go uh Robbie, what the fuck is her name? You, know, you jumped in there. Margo, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Thank you. The crack team Wolf had to jump of, Wolf in. Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. Uh, 
style. Okay, but also I think she's a phenomenal Harley Quinn. How oh, you doing, Margo? Is. She really is. Her moments were great in the movie too. And it, it sucks because it's still a terrible movie. It with these absolutely. good actors doing some fun things like phoning it the fucking. I just yeah. If you want like a better bad, I feel like the first Suicide Squad had all the hokiness I'm not here and to the like, that exaggeration. <laughs> you stand right, alone. No. And you know what? I'm cool with that. Hey, okay? look, look, we all have our we all have our movies, right? We all have our movies that we kind of like, but they're like universally panned. Okay. Yeah, I don't we don't have fuck. to talk about. Uh, Come I'll, at me. We cross. <laughs> <laughs> no, what right. you gonna do? You just stab me like Electra? Yes. We cross. Oh my god, this movie sucked, man. Um, first of all, I hated the fucking Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck. And this is worse. Uh, I, I <laughs> love hating. Mm, I love yeah, hate yeah. It. You're that's all yours. alone on your pedestal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a second movie where they're like, yeah, Jennifer Garner. First of all, bitch. No. They really tried to make the her white happen. Woman didn't should they? Not, they really tried to make her happen. And I felt like her lane was rom coms, okay? No, she should have stayed in rom coms. <laughs> no, Electra sucks. Um, we can talk about the you want to talk about racism? Here we go. The, Definitely not racist. Go. The hyper anti-Asian sentiment. And we're going to take all of your tropes and all of your ideas, but make you the bad people. You're the villains that this white woman has to fight against in order to overcome. Electra is supposed to be Japanese, love. right? I mean, why is she Greek now and all of this shit? I mean, she's, she's a lot of things. Because, like, well, she can Marvel play anything. Also tries Even to a tree. <laughs> But y'all don't give a fuck about trees, do you? We crawl. That's what I'm saying. Like, everybody wants... It's the same... It's the same sentiment, right? Hollywood wants all of black people's, native indigenous people's, Asian people's narratives, mythologies, our stories. And yet, you hijack it for white people. And then you make us the bad guys in our own fucking stories. How dare you? It's one of the movies, too, where, like... You don't kill anyone. You just kind of hit them and then they disappear into like thin air. It's like video game rules or whatever. And I remember seeing it like these dudes are so easy to kill. Do you remember? I don't know if you ever watched these type of movies like Surf Ninjas or like the <laughs> Three Ninjas. You ever see that with Rocky and Tum Tum? And yeah. I mean, did you or did you not? I don't know, man. Okay. <laughs> Jumping in if you don't know. Oh, Look, man. man, they were like movies. They were like movies for kids where it's like a like a nine-year-old could beat up, you know, like a goon, like a fully grown goon, and they're just falling all over the place. Okay. So here's what, what you said. I um okay, I remember there was a movie called Surf Nazis Must Die. I thought that's what you was about to say. I said surf ninjas and you heard surf Nazis. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. and Electra also is Greek. Uh, just to point that out. And then why does I she run the hand? Frank Miller. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Okay. Am I next? <laughs> yes. Are we on? A, uh, this is our. We only this got two our, left each, right? No, this is our last one. No, no. Amin is doing his. Uh, TMK is on his two. I'm on my two right now. Yeah, he's on his two. Okay, so for number two, I have a tie. I have a tie for number two. <laughs> of course. Venom one and Venom two. <gasps> Man, okay, I'm Venom 2 was bad, but I do have a soft spot for I, Venom 1. This, then Venom you talk about your movies, worse. because they're going to try to convince you that Venom, first of all, Venom 2 
is the worst. And remember, we talking about. Yeah, we talking about motherfuckers phoning the fuck in. Uh, yeah, I know you want to go into your Tom Hardy hate, which I'm here for, and I want to let you. I was do talking that. about Woody Harrelson, who's my nigga, <laughs> man. I like Woody, man. Right, he super phoned it in with his little outfits. <laughs> oh, you know, you ever, you ever? My mom used to say this all the time. Oh, you got your little outfit on, hating ass. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway. Uh, first of all, when we talk about like things being true to the source material, this is the worst representation of the source material material in comic book history. You turned Venom, one of the most violent, dangerous, into a joke, like a turd, into, uh, into a rom com, and then you added Carnage, probably one, one of, of the, the most, most violent, terrifying. Oh my terrifying God, <laughs> First of all, the symbiotes in themselves are just terrifying. And Carnage is the most terrifying. And it's a rom-com. It's it's Tom. Remember Tom Hardy? He's playing like Tom Holland. Like the Tom Holland, <laughs> like kind of. Fr- is this what they, they a think? A Venom and Carnage story has to be a hard R. I mean, okay. you're in. You're you know in. What? And we're genre busting. The violence is in the R, but the love. It should be a Logan level amount of violence. It should be more than a Logan level of violence. There used to be this whole conversation, right? It's like these big budget, like big, it's all CGI. It's all blah, blah, blah. Nowadays, they're like, "Uh, we're just going to shoot a rom-com and we're going to spend $30 million on these uh, A-list actors and they're going to phone it in and everyone's just collecting their little checks this is exactly what both of the Venoms are. People just collecting their little checks at the expense of the watcher and the viewer. And, you know, I get that some people may like the first Venom and yeah, think that me. it's Okay, it's quirky. a great rom-com. Some Thank you. people may enjoy that. I would disagree with them profusely. I, I simply Venom, don't hate it, and that's not enough. Venom, oh to God, me... That movie was so fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun for me. Yeah, Fuck the y'all. first one and the second one. I mean, it's just a lot of like stupid jokes. A turd in the wind. Man, the what? second That's one. That's to you. You so, are my loser. I mean, but okay, the second one because TMK has talked about this before, right? Where it's like Marvel doesn't understand where to pause and like let characters or the narrative itself breathe, and so every like five to ten minutes, the moment has any poignant moment has to be broken up with a joke. Right. And like that was Venom, too. It was nothing could sit. We really couldn't talk about the seriousness of incarceration, of like the death penalty, of like people, particularly people of color, particularly black women getting villainized um, because of the powers that they have uh, or the voice that they want to. Like we could have gone into so many layers with Venom, too, that it's just like, no, this black woman here is really only here for carnage and to be a foil. Because guess what her powers are? Her powers are screaming at a level that makes the symbiotes uncomfortable. You know where that's going to come in? At the very end. And we could watch, we were like watching this whole movie and we were like, yeah, we know exactly what's going to happen because it's following uh, the 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 focus group script. I don't understand why there's this idea that you can just take these British actors, like, and Tom Holland did this as well. Like you taking these British actors and you putting them in roles that are like uniquely New York. Like, what say what you want to say. Like, Eddie Brock is from New York. Why, why do I have to see Tom fucking, what's, what? I can't remember the Hardy. Name. Tom Hardy. It's your man's, but now you can't even remember his names. Look, we have, I, one of the reasons why yes. I'm so cool and dope and smart yes. is that I'm willing to admit when I was wrong. 
and I see that Tom Hardy is a piece of shit, piece terrible of actor. Shit. Yes. Mind, he's horrible. He's I terrible. Just, he's average. He jumps in a lobster tank. This is what I got oh, to fucking was funny watch. As fuck, yes. No, it Look, was man, not. Listen, yes. listen. If I'm giving Halle Look, Berry the smoke, fucking hygiene like that. Tom Hardy getting the smoke too. <laughs> this motherfucker exists to fuck up comic book movies. Why? This nigga, we talking about him as a British dude trying to be a, 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 a New York motherfucker. Let's talk about him trying to be a fucking Mexican vato in fucking Oh, no, Bain. that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's I'm talking, talking like but a crap. It's like a stigma against the New York accent they're getting these British actors to like get their accent in English but I don't know why people reject the New York accent it's fucking amazing hire New York actors the New York accent shit well, I mean, there's like, of course, like depending on the boroughs, you're going to get that. But we don't get that in movies. TMK is right. And there's no reason for it. It's who's, a rom-com for 14 year olds. And it's supposed to be the most violent, dangerous uh, uh, villains in Spider-Man. Who's, and it's the, just who's the best New York accent in comic books right now? I mean, for me, it's got to be uh, Harley. Yeah, Harley's just killing it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. again, Harley Quinn has to do Margot more. Robbie is just. Pfft. Yeah, Margot Robbie has to do more with less basically then Tom Hardy's basically writing and producing this shit <laughs> Margot Robbie doesn't get that type of Look, man the emancipation control. of Harley Quinn was better than any of the suicide squads I felt like she really owned the character was the thing right she yeah. wasn't trying to be any of the other voice actresses or any of the other representations that movie was fun yeah, it was, that was fun <laughs> it's not fun it's okay, stupid for you but it's funny. for me and my very for informed <laughs> incredibly informed Incredibly informed opinion. Number, number, number one. All right, what you got? The spirit. Most of you motherfuckers ain't even seen this no, shit. No, I have not. It's proof that motherfuckers think you could just put Samuel L. Jackson in anything oh, and he's no, gonna be I great. Did watch that shit. Because it's based after the Frank Miller John, isn't it? Yep. God, I hate Frank Miller. Everybody did it all stylized after 300. And now that's all we got, man. Oh, and what? Scarlett Johansson's in that John, too. Is she playing a tree? <laughs> she may as well be. She's playing an edge. <laughs> it takes a long time to say anything in Intish, Master Hobbit. And that's all like by Scarlett Johansson. Hollywood tries to get you to pay attention to the CGI and the like hyper stylized filmmaking rather than how much the story sucks. That's the spirit. It's so, what is it about? <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, seriously, is there no premise at all? Like, I mean, it's about the nah. ma- the vigilante. Okay, this is he broods, and then the villain stops him from brooding, but amplifies the brooding through antics. It's Samuel L. Jackson who plays Samuel L. Jackson, and then it's the femme fatale who tries to thwart the villain, but also makes him realize there is love in the world, but there's not because everything is violence and darkness. Mm, all right, who okay. you rolling with, Muscle? Alita, Battle Angel. Uh, it's based after a manga, um, because... I technically don't count mangas as I, comics, Well, you but can eat a dick. I'm being elitist and right. <laughs> <laughs> MFA, he has uh, MFA. Manga is, counts as this, you know. Uh, Does Japan even count? Yes. Do they matter? Does, <laughs> come on. Tanky says okay, they look, don't matter. You got this fucking Korean defending Japan, and I'm gonna issue. This shit you okay? went to. Um, no, I'm gonna count this because fuck y'all, right? We are here wait, to talk no, about. Wait, I'm, not, I'm not in this. <laughs> I was okay. okay. I yeah. accept. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> Tell me about it. Both singular and plural. Um, Alita Battle Angel is based after a manga. I don't care because I'm like, hey, let's represent this. And I read and watch a lot of things, right? 
Alita Battle Angel falls absolutely into the Uncanny Valley. And once again, it tried to do the, um, well, if we cast you know, try to get, like, people of color in there, then they still have to tell a very, you know, white understanding of what narrative is. Um, Which I feel bad because I really like the director. Uh, But this movie, and, you know, we could say that this movie failed, too, because it got a lot of pushback. It couldn't find a director for the longest time. The script kept changing because, of course, Hollywood's, like, everything has to be focused grouped. But it, it completely loses kind of, like, that... It misses the source material in that, okay, what does it mean to be like a person living in a cyberpunk future? Like, do, how much of yourself do you own? How do you identify who the self is in relation cool. to yourself and family? I saw that shit. I was very excited for it to happen. Yeah. And then I was like, what the fuck? And then, I don't remember shit about it. It's just explosions. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Fast and Furious. That's what y'all are into. Well, that'll bring you to right. your number one. Yes. Well, you want to talk about explosions? I, I have no shame. You like explosions? Well, how about Iron Man 3? No, no, oh, it's yeah. great because for like half of a second, he's triggered. Right. <laughs> they woke. Right. But you hate that woke shit. Mm-hmm. You're damn right. I don't like anything uh, that's, uh, you know, moving us towards a more equitable and uh, rational, ethical society. I am Billionaires are going to take us there, man. Speaking of billionaires taking us there, you know who's in Iron Man 3? <laughs> Elon oh, Musk. Fuck, I yep. forgot. Yep. Oh, yes. my God. I did not forget. Actually, I didn't, also didn't did forget, forget Elon it. Musk is in Star Trek as well. You know, I'm not going to let that go. Mm. But I will say... This movie is not only problematic because it's fucking horrible. The villains are horrible. It introduces us to the actor. Ben Kingsley plays the actor that is supposed to play the fucking what's his name in the joint? I don't. I literally the, the Ten Rings. Oh, the man- oh, Mandarin. The Mandarin. Yeah. The Mandarin. Played by Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley is a, a Indian man who only acts British. And then as a dude who's Indian acting British, they get what the fuck, man. Yeah, and the Mandarin couldn't he I mean I had make no this pro- shit make it make it make sense. It's this weird twist in the movie where he's like, hey, I'm actually just an actor. So you're an just actor an actor playing a world uh like a I don't know how to explain it, like a global terrorist. Like I don't understand why you would take a role like that. And then the final battle is like these characters that glow red and explode. <laughs> I guess they have like red lyrium in them or some shit. And, Extreme. you know, Dragon Age reference. I don't know if y'all into Dragon Age. We are going to be talking more about mm. Dragon Age coming up very soon. But you know, the villain is just a boring, goofy white dude. And, you know, basically Iron Man, I think, is probably, you know, because uh, Robert Downey Jr. has. That's the one a, where he is like uh, acting like he was triggered. He's like, no, if you're a badass a terrorist, this is where I live. No, Here's that's my- true. But like- and then they showed the fuck up and fucked this shit up. And they blew his shit to what? pieces. Once again, it's Marvel not willing to really kind of take the characters where they need to go, right? It rejects that in favor of we have to have this many explosions. We have to have this many CGI battles. We have to have like this much, you know, a plum and jokes. Whereas Robert Downey Jr., I feel like what makes his acting great, even though the movie sucks in this one, is that he understood Tony Stark has PTSD. He nearly watched everything he loves and care about get destroyed by something he literally cannot. Who can stop? 
up holes in the skies with giant aliens. Yeah, it was a like, great premise. Where does that put you as a character? And Marvel absolutely rejected that. They were like, oh, people don't have problems. The narrative never affects the characters in meaningful ways. So, like, let's move forward. But it could have been, like, really, because there's just these bits and pieces. And I think that's what makes the movie more disappointing for me because they erased all of that in favor of, Tony Stark, jokey joke, yay. Pepper Potts, yay. So nigga got fucking PTSD, then go on the internet talking wild shit, send location. How many of us have made like terrible decisions when the moment of our trauma triggered, activated? Like we humans don't make the best decisions. That's a fact. (laughs) Do y'all have um, any honorable mentions before we we break this up? Of course, there's so many bad ones. Oh my God. Uh, You know, motherfucking Shazam, motherfucking (gasps) fuck y'all. Shazam! Shazam! Motherfucking Shang-Chi. Yeah. All of the Fantastic Four. Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin was really stupid, man. It it, it really was dumb. Uh, Yo, all that shit before the Dark Knight, man, except for the first Batman with uh, Michael Keaton. I mean, mine are all the Frank Millers, you know, Sin City 2. I just really don't like that guy, honestly. Um, And Fantastic Four. I think we've already discussed that. They just don't understand anything about shit is stupid. And I think that, you know, Thor 2, like, I I still want to put those Mm. in there. Those are really bad. With another world-class actor as the villain. I mean, he's yeah. fucking incredible. S-class, maybe. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Oh, also, and we didn't say these two, and I should probably put these in here, but I think it's just known. Uh, the Guardians. Both of the Guardians. Oh, man. Like, yeah, again, again, there's some characters in there. Like, honestly, the Guardians would be an incredible film without, without Peter, Peter Quill. Without Peter Quill. You yeah. know? And then he just wrecks it, but uh, again. Let's I, center the white men. But in both movies. Yeah. In both in movies. In both movies for no damn reason. If they had focused on Gamora and Nebula in the first film, it would have been fucking mind-blowing. And Rocket. What's the what, Rocket and story? Rocket, the, the Rocket story also. Yeah. Once again, you talk about genetic modifications, personhood, self-actualization. Come on. Peter Quill doesn't need to be in it. He got to play with his dad. He's with Danny's plan. I assume the form I thought best suited you. His dad is literally ego. And it's just like, yeah, that's white people. (laughs) Uh, Public Pulse um, News, Public Pulse Vibes, if you into that on Instagram. Uh, Public Pulse News on TikTok. You know, share with your friends. Hey, uh, guess what, everybody? We are on Patreon, Patreon slash Public Pulse. That is uh, where you can, you know, hang out with us. Tell us what your uh, favorite or worst movies of all time are. And, um, you know, I want to give a shout out to our Patreons. I always try to bring, I always do this thing where I like, at the end of the episode, I'm like, wait a minute, I have to show love. They exist. So, yeah, shout out to uh, Kelly, Lauren, Bridget, Suzette, Elijah, and Dennis. Those are our Patreons. Uh, yo, uh, you know, we got we got some cool stuff that we're doing. Uh, much love to y'all. Any final thoughts before we dip? We out. Sansa, come here, little dove. We'll drain every last ounce of their blood to get it, even if it kills them. Yeah, it's the juggernaut, bitch. A white woman is like pissed off. Okay.